launched Meet Select in 2014. Again, site that gets you exclusive deals across many thousands of locations all around the world, whether it's dining, hotels, experiences, many other things. Team of nine people based up in New York, about 15,000 members that pay a membership fee. They're doing about 2 million bucks in terms of run rate today. That's up from 1.2 million run rate just a year ago, November 2017. They've done all this pretty capitally efficient, about 2.5 million bucks in capital raised. 30% revenue churn per year, kind of high, but not bad for consumer space. $250 CAC to acquire the $300 customer. So pretty instant payback because it's all paid up front. Looking now at launching a banking product, hopefully raising maybe 10 million on a 40 pre or something like that. Last round was called 12 million pre. Hello, everybody. Nathan Latke here. My guest today is Carlos Cisco. He's a serial entrepreneur who's founded multiple successful companies and helped grow category-defining brands. He's currently the founder and CEO of Select, which has been heralded as Amex for the next generation and the black card for millennials. He's also a member of YEC and has been featured in 100 plus stories across many different media outlets, including Entrepreneur Forbes and the Huffington Post. Carlo, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, I'm excited. All right. Most people, when they think about rewards cards, they think, oh, like I'm going to get some like weird token thing that I'm never going to know how to actually use or exchange. Walk me through how Meet Select is attacking this market. Yeah, exactly. So so that's that's sort of exactly the way the system works today. It's points, it's fractional cash back, it's things you need to earn, accrue, and you know, they typically aren't necessarily um, that relevant. So what we wanted to do was create a large network of benefits that were significant. So our benefits are typically up to 70% off or, you know, priority access, free drinks to your entire party, that kind of stuff um, that people had instant and unlimited access to. So meaning like once someone has a select card, they can use all of our benefits anytime they want, as often as they want. Um, There's no limitations whatsoever. And then ultimately the goal is actually to combine that with the sorts of points and reward systems that you would see from typical cards today, um, you know, in, in issuing a credit card to sort of create this mega credit card, if you will. And, and you know, that's where the Amex for the next generation line um, came from is, you know, essentially they're perhaps the company that's innovated the most to date, but, but we have more exclusive benefits than them by a magnitude of over 200. Um, so over 200 times as many benefits. So, uh, so we've built a pretty robust program. This world you play in is about nothing more than leverage. Uh, if, if, if Amex is processing 20 billion a month, uh, yeah. and they can say, go to four seasons and say, give our, if they use an Amex card at four seasons, give us a discount. You know, Amex can argue they're going to drive more GMV through four seasons. Four season does a deal. You're not as big as Amex. So what leverage point are you using to get these deals? Great question. And, and really for us, it comes down to, brand, um, the demographic we have, and sort of our history in delivering for clients, right? So so I'll give you an example. Um, and Four Seasons is a great one. They're, they're a partner as well. Um, but I'll give you an example from the dining space. Um, you know, Of the top grossing restaurants in the country, we have four of the top 10. Um, those venues do not need extra business. Their tables are always full. They don't need new people. The reason they like to work with us is that we tend to bring that younger, more affluent millennial. And then in addition, like our check sizes, even with the benefit included, tend to be higher than the average of the venue. Um, so that's why venues like Tao and, and those kind of places love working with us is we're bringing sort of this younger, fresher, hipper customer demographic that's really focused on experience, really focused on um, you know being social and going out and doing these things. And then also who tends to spend more than their average customer. Okay, so let me role play real quick. Amex had a business development calls Tao. Bring, bring. Yeah. Hey, like it's Amex. <laughs> we want discount. They say, 
we're full. We have a waitlist tonight for like four hours. Like we don't need extra business and we're not going to give your people a discount. Okay. That call ends. You call, bring, bring. Hey, they go, Hey, Carlo, you know, select you go, Hey, I know you're totally full, but one way to increase revenue is to increase your average check size. These millennials are spending so much money on freaking avocado toast and Moscow mules. They're going to spend so much money here. It's going to be about 130% higher than your current wait list. Give us some sort of deal and you'll make more money. Is that kind of what it sounds like? Pretty much. Yeah. Am and I hired? Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> um, um, the, the other big leverage point is just like the network of brands becomes like a really good foundation and also sort of a huge barrier to entry. So once you have brands like Tao, Four Seasons, whoever it may be, other brands want to be associated with those brands. Why do they um, believe so that's you? Sort of the other big thing we have to. Why Why does Tao believe you? Why do they what? When Why do they believe you when when they say our checks is going to be bigger? Like why do they believe that? So, so with most partners, especially one of that magnitude, they're going to test initially, right? So, so, so initially with Tau, we have four locations. Um, it was four locations here in New York. Within six weeks, they expanded to all of their New York locations. Um, so what did the data get, look like from the test? Like, what, what, how much was the increase? Yeah, it was. Uh, it's a lot of reservations. Um, you know, check size. I don't know specifically for Tau. I know across the board, it tends to be around twenty to thirty percent. So it's not a huge magnitude, but it is higher. And that is, you know, with the benefit factored in, whether that's free drinks or a discount or whatever the, the case may be, like after providing that benefit, they're still making more money. Yeah. And the reason I ask is, I, I, I mean, I imagine I have a lot of millennials right now listening, right? Who are like when they launch their own company and they're going, <laughs> why does he think that we're going to spend more money? I'm freaking broke putting all my money in my startup. I'm not going to spend extra <laughs> on drinks. Like wh- it doesn't make sense. And you hear like millennials, they like are bad at saving money. Like why do they actually spend more out of towel? So, so it depends on, you know, of course, who, who the person is, how they like to experience things, right? There's going to be a degree of variance, but um, typically what happens is when you're getting some sort of incentive that elevates your experience, you end up like investing further and elevating that experience. So like, you know, if you're saving 30% on a dinner, let's say you tend to order an extra round of drinks or get an extra appetizer or maybe do things that you wouldn't normally would. And what's cool about it is like, it makes your experience at that place so much better. It becomes like much more of a night out, much more memorable. Um, and I would say that's actually even more amplified with hotels. So, so for example, like I've booked, well, obviously I book all my hotels through us, but, uh, but before our hotel program was as good as it was today, I actually didn't do that. Um, I used to use whoever had the best rates, but, but now, um, you know, saving over a thousand dollars on a trip, like it'd be hard if you're, if you're staying somewhere for more than three nights, not to save over a thousand dollars. And it's typically in the range of like, you know, any, well, the average savings is 31%, but you can be as high as 70. I tend to save like 40 to 50%. But what's cool is it completely changes the caliber of the place you can stay. You know, like we're still a startup. So like being able to stay at like five-star resorts at like basically half the price, that's a pretty compelling thing for me. And it completely changes the nature of your trip. Can you, is, I want to get like really specific here. Is there... Oh, okay. Oh, perfect. Okay. I see on your site, the standard Highline. I go here all the time. All right. Member benefits up to 25% off best available rates, complimentary upgrade when available. Now, is this 25% off best available rates? Like truly, I look at booking.com. I look at the standards website. I look at hotel tonight. The cheapest you will find will be 25% if with a select card. Yes. And, and, And standard is a unique example too, because they don't tend to like to be on those kinds of sites. Um, so that's, that's part of why, um, they're featured separate from the hotel portal, um, is that like, they actually are a sort of rare brand where they really like 
sort of the importance of their brand, the demographic that they bring in. Um, and they tend to stay off of those sites in general. But, but in total, our hotel program encompasses um, 500,000 locations um, at a little over uh, 200,000 of those. Um, and it varies based on inventory. Um, we have the best rate anywhere. So oh, how, do you, how do you make money? How do we make money? Mostly our membership fee. Uh, membership fee is the vast majority of our money. <laughs> I see. Okay. So I'm clicking apply for membership. You're asking for a bunch of information to sign up. Then you're going to put a paywall up. How much do I have to pay for this? $300 a year. Okay. 300 per year. Okay. Um, and you are basically banking on the fact that people won't actually use enough savings to make up the 300 bucks. Is that accurate? No, we don't have to fund any of the benefits. Uh, so, so we hope that they use it as much as humanly possible. On, on average, members recoup over 3x that annual fee. Okay. And that's in addition to having access to our concierge, getting invites to member events, other things that are more experiential that are harder to put a dollar, dollar value. You have a dating app? Can I, can I go find other rich people on Select <laughs> and only date rich people? Not, not currently, but um, I, I think that that is a popular element of our events for sure. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Cougars, stay away. I'm, I'm, I'm not interested. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Okay. So 300 bucks per month. Um, and when did you launch the company? Per what year? year? Um, or per year, per year. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so we rolled out in 2014. 2014. Okay. And what have you scaled today in terms of total members? Uh, a little over 15,000. Okay. 15,000. Those are all paying, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. That's great. I mean, so obviously, you know, I'm going to do the math. Can I just multiply? Uh, the rate has gone up over time and there are also certain, um, group, uh, memberships. Okay. Uh, so, uh, sorry. Someone's stopping by, but it's okay. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, so 15,000 paying customers, they're not all paying 300 bucks kind of per year. Can yeah. you give me a general sense of size to, if they, by the way, if they were, yeah, you'd be we'll doing be, about, we'll be in the name. You cut out Carlos, say it again. Oh, sorry. We'll be in the neighborhood of 2 million this year. Okay. That's great. Okay, good. So 2 million bucks that puts you at, I believe about, it called 160 grand kind of per month. Now, do they pay this fee all up front? Yes. Okay. That's nice. So you have cash flow all right away. And what's it cost you to acquire one of these customers? Um, generally it's around 250, um, or a little lower. Um, it depends on the channel of course, but, but it's sort of across the board. That's where it's been. It's actually been coming down a bit because we've been diversifying our strategies a bit more. We've been doing a lot more through partnerships, um, a lot more with sort of our larger reach and email list and all of that. So it's actually starting to decrease. And, and if you're at a kind of a, that run rate today, 2 million bucks, where were you a year ago? Uh, around 1.2. Okay. So healthy growth. Where's most of that growth come from? Like new members? Yes. That's your only revenue stream? Yes. That, that and the re renewal pool gets larger and larger. So, um, so there's sort of like stronger and stronger and more and more volume, revenue volume coming from renewals. As but well. no upsells. I can go from 300 bucks a year to like a thousand bucks a year for extra premium. Not currently, but that is a frequent request and, and certainly something we look to do in the future. Yeah, totally. I want like Celine Dion performing on stage for me while I'm eating a, <laughs> like, you know, a, a, a swordfish at Tao. Yeah. Uh, okay, very good. And have you raised capital? And if so, how much? Uh, a little over two and a quarter million dollars. Okay, so okay, so 2.5. That's great. And did you do those from local VCs, convertible note, debt equity? What was it? Um, mostly convertible note, mix of um, VCs, um, angel groups, uh, individual angels. Um, we also did an accelerator program here in New York when we when we first started. Oh, okay, good. And churn's critical in this. So when people, all the annual renewals come up, how many churn? Yeah, it's about a third right now. Okay, um, so it's so, kind of so high actually. Yeah, it, it's it's good for like a consumer facing product. Totally. Obviously, for, for for a credit card, it would be high, but it's also not. 
currently a credit card. And that's obviously one, one of the many, many, many reasons to make that transition. Yeah. Are you in talks right now to be bought by Amex? Uh, we've had multiple of the top five issuers want to buy the company. And why, why hold out? Uh, we think that we can, you know, provide a credit card on our own in conjunction with one of those companies that allows us to become a much, much, much larger company, um, to the extent that, you know, our current revenue is, is rather miscellaneous. Yeah. Interesting. Um, there's a lot of work though, in terms of bank regulation, all that kind of jazz. It's not worth just piggybacking off one of those guys since they already did the work. So you can do it in a different way, actually. Um, so you can have a bank sort of handle all the bank stuff, handle all the risk, handle um, underwriting, all of that. Um, you can actually get revenue, um, additional revenue, in addition to the membership fee we have today um, for people that sign up as well as their you know, total spend. Uh, so, so when you have leverage and sort of a network like we do, you can build a pretty attractive situation. And then, of course, the other thing that's come up a lot with you know sort of the larger banks is, is obviously wanting to license portions of the program, that kind of thing. And, and we're open to ideas like that, where there's certainly several discussions around that right now. Yeah, because the value you've built in terms of if someone want to replicate you is literally the phone calls and the emails and all these partnership deals. And in my opinion, that's that's the real benefit. Thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's not easy to get going. Um, OK, so walk me through your team today. How many people? So we have nine uh, full time and then like a few like part time and contractors. So it's actually a pretty small team. All in New York? Uh, about half. It's about half here, half elsewhere. Okay. New York city remote. Um, okay. Got it. And what, um, going back real quick to the acquisition question. So, I mean, you have investors as well. So if, 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 if an offer came to you where they actually got a great return, I mean, they could potentially obviously, you know, say, Hey, Carly really should do this. Um, I mean, is there a number today that you would sell for or really? No, you just, you want to figure out the banking thing first and then It'd have to be pretty crazy. Um, there's there's essentially too many opportunities on the table now of um, you know varying options um, to where there's really no reason to sell. It, it would have to be a pretty insane number. What's the highest multiple you've got offered? Uh, so, so I can't discuss too much about like the specific um, terms, but certainly higher than you know current levels we've been raising at. Okay, what was current level that you raised at? Uh, so the last round we did was 12, okay. um, and, uh, pre, um, we'll be doing higher than that. Um, significantly higher, much very soon. Oh, okay. So you're raising now, <laughs> uh, about to be, that's great. Why raise now? Why is it the right time? Uh, you know, essentially to prepare for the launch really, um, the launch of what credit card, oh, uh, the banking side. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we don't know precise dates. We also, you know, there's a lot of discussions around that obviously. So we haven't made um, final decisions, but but we are anticipating this sometime in 2019 um, that will occur. How much would you want to raise ideally? We'll probably be looking in the neighborhood of $10 million, if not more. Yeah. And what will you angle towards in terms of, you know, evaluation you'll fight for? Uh, I think we'll be in the neighborhood of like 40 pre 50 post. Um, it's possible it goes higher than that. There's been some crazy things in the fintech space lately. Yeah. So you sell, sell maybe 20% of the company. Yeah, that, that tends to be a standard that you sort of have to do in a in a round like that. Yeah. Would you ever, I mean, do you definitely want to take dilution? Would you ever consider alternative ways to do this? Like, you know, no personal guarantee, no covenant, no warrant kind of venture debt? We've we've thought about that. And we've actually done a little bit of, of, of venture debt along the way, too. Um, With so who? Which firm? Uh, so it, you're not going to know the, the specific firm, but it was actually one of our, um, other institutional investors that invested, you know, equity convertible note or whatever, um, also opened sort of like a venture debt, um, fund separately. But, uh, 
Um, who, and we who, talked to, I, like, I'm curious though. I'm popular. curious about even the small players in that space. Who, who was it? If you don't mind me asking. And this one's called EVPI Investments, and they're based out of um, Florida. But it was um, the partner there was from a, a hedge fund called Landscape Capital, which was one of our first bigger investors. And they're now doing venture debt. Uh, yes. So that, that specific firm is is doing venture debt. Um, I mean, look, the, the other options that are that are good that we've certainly um, talked to. Um, you know, there's there there's kind of a number of those now um, that are pretty founder friendly. There's a, yeah, there's a ton. Yeah. Um, but because of the size of this, and also because of the size of what we're taking on, um, we definitely would want to do like an institutional VC round for this. There's also about half of the top ten issuers would like to participate as well. Yeah, totally. Uh, so it's possible that um, there's strategic investors in there, so long as there's no special terms. Obviously, we can't. Yeah. Really when you do, uh, Carl, when you do kind of demographic profiling on your user base, are most of these like young CEO types? It's it's a pretty good mix. So so certainly high income, pretty across the board. Um, like, do you know that data? Do you actually have the average income of your yes. members? Yeah, um, yeah. Median's around one hundred and fifty. Average is actually close to three hundred and twenty. Um, that gets dragged up by sort of professional athletes, celebrities, um, CEO, like sort of C level execs. Um, typically, some of the older. Um, members in in the program, unless they uh, are sort of young and have you know sort of extreme success either um, in an area like sports or in like something like finance, um, trading, hedge fund guys, um, that kind of stuff. Youngest uh, members, how old? Youngest member, twenty one. So, Oldest? So uh, probably, I think actually eighties. Uh, those are some pretty cool people up there. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good. Makes a lot of sense. Kind of love where you're headed. And again, no cost outside of the 300 bucks here. This doesn't affect anyone's credit score. Nothing like that. No, not at all. Yep. And it's just like, is the card really, do you actually have to have the physical card or not really? That just makes it special. No, that just makes it like look cool pretty much. Uh, um, I I mean, it's a black metal card. People do like using it for sure, but you can redeem everything through the app, the site and the concierge. By the way, I'm going to test this. I'm going to, next time I go to the standard, I'm going to compare what (laughs) what I'm going to call them and say, what's your cheapest. And then if I go on your thing and it's not 25% cheaper than what they told me on the phone, I'm going to be like, Carlo, what's going on, man? <laughs> you, you can't, I mean, look at, at, at most of the properties. We actually guarantee the rates that like 200,000 um, plus number. We actually guarantee the rates. Awesome. All right, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, probably the intelligent investor. So like, even though I'm entrepreneurial, um, I do like investments quite a bit as well. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? You know, funny enough, um, not at the moment. If you asked me a year ago, it would have been Mark Zuckerberg. But, um, you know, I thought a lot of things they did were, were very smart. But I think this year they're having some problems and handling stuff the wrong way, actually. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Number three, how many, uh, sorry, what billing tool do you use? What a uh, billing tool? Yeah. Uh, Stripe. You do use Stripe. Okay. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, typically six to seven. And what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos? Married. No kids? No kids. No. And how old are you? Uh, 31. 31. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I'm pretty happy with how everything's turned out. I, I, it obviously would have been good to hear about more entrepreneurial journeys um, earlier, I would say. Like, I sort of dove in headfirst um, yeah. and learned a lot on my own. Um, I actually think it's really great to sort of listen to as many people as you can, um, you know, with that sort of note that, you know, everyone's, you know, advice is going to be skewed by their personal experience. But if you 
you know, sort of seek out like a collective of, of knowledge and, and information. I, I think there's a lot to learn from seasoned entrepreneurs. And I would also say for people starting businesses, if you're considering having advisors, investors, whatever, it is, in my opinion, always more valuable to have people who have specifically startup experience. And if you're doing a tech, you know, like a scalable high growth tech company, specifically that experience, that is much different than starting a consulting firm or whatever, you know, nothing against that. It's just a different type of business. Guys, study bios of successful entrepreneurs earlier on launch, meet, select in 2014. Again, site that gets you exclusive deals across many thousands of locations all around the world, whether it's dining, hotels, experiences, many other things. Team of nine people based up in New York, about 15,000 members that pay a membership fee. They're doing about 2 million bucks in terms of run rate today. That's up from 1.2 million run rate just a year ago, November, 2017. They've done all this pretty capitally efficient about 2.5 million bucks in capital raised, 30% revenue churn per year, kind of high, but not bad for consumer space. $250 CAC to acquire the $300 customer. So pretty instant payback because it's all paid up front. Looking now at launching a banking product, hopefully raising maybe 10 million on a 40 pre or something like that. Last round was called 12 million pre. So healthy growth there, Carlo. Thanks for taking us to the top. Yeah, yeah, thank you.